comes. Kyanos, flesh comes. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kyanos! Somehow I've been. I've not. We have not really thought on prayer. Have you noticed? We have thought on everything but not on prayer. Meanwhile, our greatest strength is prayer. There is a reason why. I will yet tell you. You see, um, the, the reason is this. You see, there are many things you can teach, but the real teaching is not the real teaching is not what you say. The real teaching is the life that you communicate. That is why Jesus said in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse what? Verse 1. He said, of, of all Jesus began to what? Do and to what? Teach. That means the authority of his teaching came from the life that he has lived. I've always said it. The principal challenge in the body of Christ is, is teaching and saying many things that we have not lived. There is literally nothing new you will say now that somebody has not said before. If you, if you know that thing, tell me. People are tired of... They have probably heard the message of prayer many times. People have thought, even gone to Bible school, did everything. They have doctorate in prayer. Yes, they can pray. There are people... I, I hope you know. There are people that taught men all the kinds of prayer. Everything about prayer. Yes, they can pray for 20 minutes. Yes, there is a grandma in the village that has not gone to Bible school, but she prays in tongues. She can And then intelligent people everywhere they, they can pray. I want to ask you who has been taught in prayer between these two? But she is not intelligent. She can't even teach it from the Bible. Huh? But when you come around her, you pray. When you come around such people, you forget the way pray. You, you are baptized in the Spirit. Which one is better for you to know everything about prayer and not pray and don't know, know little about prayer and pray? The result is in praying, not knowing about prayer. Now, am I saying you shouldn't know things about prayer? Of course, that's why we raise this, this topic because... effectiveness and efficiency can only be executed on the platform of accurate and commensurate knowledge. It means that if you don't have much understanding, knowledge and light in the matter of prayer, it will impact on the results that we have. Are you with me? So knowledge and light impact on the results that you have in prayer. So the person that has accurate, more understanding, accurate understanding on the matters of prayer, will get more results than the person that has less understanding and is probably praying more. So if you know more correctly and pray for two hours and know less, but pray for four hours, the person that knows more will get more results. So that's why we need to know and understand the things concerning prayer. And anyway, 
There is a reason why this is called basic lessons. It is not, it's not necessary details that you know about prayer. Those ones can be, um, um, those ones can be. I visited some people. I will not tell you our discussion. There is no, there is no man that is man here. Huh? That has not encountered something large. Don't be normal like this and die. So let me, if God will permit us, we go into at least maybe seven to eight lessons in prayer. So this is lessons, not necessarily um, the kinds of prayer. If we have time, we touch kinds of prayer and all those things. Kinds of prayer I've noticed didn't make people to pray. Huh? There are many things we knew about prayer. We didn't we couldn't even do it. So I, I now moved. You, you notice what he said. He began to teach you prayer here, even though I just told him 20 minutes. So he began to teach from, from the fountain that is in his belly because he is praying. He is from the fountain. So he's a lifestyle that he taught from. That is why. When you live correctly, the things written in the Bible for long, you will not lack what to teach. Teaching is not so much about reading the Bible. They tell you to teach about giving. Then you go and study about giving, study, and then you teach us. That will be good. You can only do it for maybe two times. But if we give you six hours every day for 14 days, you will not have what to teach after the third day. Because as of that time, the knowledge, your knowledge base will be exhausted. It's only men that has retained the capacity to switch over the frequency and enter the frequency eternal. From there, the broadcast is eternal. As long as you are connected, eh? ah, then wisdom and knowledge will begin to flow. From that point, a certain extent, people will wonder from whence you have you are getting this kind of knowledge. Many people they even ask me they, they will, some people can even go some people can even say eh, the way I talk, I talk maybe like Apostle I talk like this way, maybe because of the books I read, and then they will go and read the people, and then listen to the people, so that, you know, they will know, you are a foolish person, no? I used to, you are very foolish, the reason why you are foolish is that this realm is beyond the realm of handed out knowledge. Huh? We struck the fountain. And when you strike the fountain, what you need to do is just to angulate yourself. Huh? And then you will notice that there is a speaker. I'm not the speaker. You are just seeing me. There is a speaker. And as long as I'm angulated, the speaker will speak until he has divested his administration that day. Huh? As long as he's speaking, you will not lack what to say. But when it's true, if you continue, you will move in the flesh. So as long as I'm connected to the speaker, I have something to say. Sometimes I have things on my notes, but I'm not connected to the speaker. And then I will be groaning, groaning. Don't leave me here. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Suddenly the thing will, will bam! All my things I studied in that is here has not been working. Suddenly I will receive one scripture. Suddenly I will receive a phrase, just a phrase. And the phrase will come alive. 
as soon as it comes alive, it will connect every single thing. And then I will stay there. As I'm staying there, we'll be moving. We'll be, I just gave you a secret. Say thank you, Jesus. So, you listen to what the young man said. He began to tell you, it is a little. I, I don't have time. I just have 30 minutes. So, stop playing. Join me in 15 minutes so that I will be able to achieve something. Watch. The young man gave a typical and profound example in the matter of prayer using the subject of Cain and Abel. Are you with me? You know, when we are in, they said that um, the reason why God did not accept Cain's sacrifice was why was what? Your mother is a your parent your parents are pastor. What did they say? They said that what happened to the yam? I You know you didn't bother to read that place. Me, I continue with that knowledge. It becomes it entered inside my subconscious. Even though I read it later, but what I'm reading something else, but what my mind is recording is that thing that they taught us. It has entered into my soul. No be so. Until later, later, I began to be opened up to chambers of knowledge by the spirit. I said, What have I been doing? You don't know. I'm telling you, it is this. See, um, the first thing we do in knowledge is not first to learn things. The first thing you do in knowledge is to unlearn. So there are many things you need to unlearn first so that there will be space for the spirit to impart certain knowledge. I need to tell you that the greatest challenge most times it is not for the spirit to administrate fresh revelation um, but there is a need for him to bring down the strongholds in your heart that has been built up by inaccurate and inconsistent exposure to knowledge. Are you, are you getting the point? So this knowledge has entered inside your, your mainframe. The mainframe. Your mainframe is your heart. And once something enters your heart, you begin to function from there subconscious, subconscious. It means that even when you didn't plan, that's what your heart records. And I will, get to the, I will get to the reason why you need to understand this thing I'm saying. When I get to that place, you find out that it is important what enters your heart. Because when you pray, you pray from the fountain. You don't pray from outside. Jesus said that what, what defies a man is not what you put in, it's what comes out. That means focus should be on where? Inside. And that means that something has been built up on your inside that have the capacity to flow as a fountain when we engage the spirit dimension. So that means we, we are careful to make sure what enters. So Jesus said, be careful what you hear and what? How you hear. Because what you hear and how you hear impacts what enters on your inside. Because that is from the fountain that you flow from. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it is the wellspring of life. Everything concerning life flows from your heart. So you cannot be bigger in prayer than the things that has been factored into your heart. Whenever you stand to engage prayer, your prayer adventure is prosperous as much as your heart is enlarged and enlarged by prayer. That is why most times when we pray, the emphasis we notice is that God will increase your capacity. Because it is daring that you increase in your measure to accommodate things divine. We will get to know that prayer didn't... Accurate prayer cannot originate from man. It's not possible. So the 
um, exposition that Jesus gave us on prayer is first of all an evidence to this matter because Jesus said that um, thy kingdom come and thy will be done meaning that fundamentally prayer is an adventure, an exploration of the will of God. Are you with me? You know he said that those days, sometimes one prayer works, sometimes the other one works. It's by luck that they are getting answers those days. Do you know why? The reason is this. Some of the time they stumble on something in their prayer that captures the will of God. And once you stumble on it, it's a principle. <laughs> the will of God is the principle of life. Are you with me? And if it is true, once you capture that dimension, it begins to respond to you irrespective of who you are. Are you getting the point? So, an unbeliever captures a principle of life, it, he begins to function in it. Now, the challenge there is that they stumbled on it. And because they stumbled on it, they don't know how to replicate it. Tomorrow, they will be hoping it will happen. So, they will keep to doing to the, um, the letter and the activity not knowing that in the letter and in the activity they stumbled on a spiritual principle. Are you with me? And on that basis, God, who is no respecter of any man, have to respond to it. Sometimes there are certain principles that is hinging on universal laws and certain angels have been sent. God is not even directly responsible to answer to some of those prayers. I hope you know. We will get to that place. In the ministry of answered prayers, eh? 90% is, okay, let me just say, 70% is given to the ministry of angels. And that is why if you go to some of those prayers that they are making, they make allusion to many angels, many things. Are you with me? Because they have noticed somehow that it seems as if there are beings that are sent in response to their prayers. Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. amen. Now, these are they stumbled on it so they can't replicate it. But meanwhile, in kingdom context, you see, this is the mysteries of the kingdom that is about to be unveiled to you. Meanwhile, the Bible said that as long as you are the children of the kingdom, it is yours to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. Now, whether you understand is another thing, but it is given to you. And that is what happened when you got born again. The scripture said, um, and except a man be born again, he cannot see, perceive. In other words, when a man is born again, he is impacted with an innate capacity to perceive the things of the kingdom. So if there are mysteries, if they are within the confines of the kingdom, then you have retained by being born again um, the facility to interact with them. Now, whether you interact is another thing. The extent to which you interact is another thing. Are you with me? Now, these are the things that make difference between the, the two of us. So, he said something, and he can never be more correct. He said that the difference between the prayer of Cain and Abel is that one was offered by a revelation, and the other one was offered in the flesh. It can never be more correct. Actually, I've seen that revelation before. Was I the one that, okay. Ah. <laughs> ah. You are a good student. Hi. I was wondering where you, you, 
The thing struck me on my shoe. I almost fell down. There are heavy things. Some of you, you don't know how we catch heavy things. That thing is very heavy. It solves all your problems. It solves all your problems if you understand that, that prayer can both be offered in the flesh and can be offered in the spirit. And the greatest challenge with those kind of prayers is that it is offered in the flesh. And because it is offered in the flesh, some of them think that God needed to answer them because they prayed for four hours. Huh? I was reading a book by Benny Hinn. He said his auntie, his father's sister, is a Catholic too. So he went for this thing they are doing. What's that one? Huh? This one, you use your knee. And he was moved moving on broken gravels. He moved for hours. Blood littered everywhere. He said, God, you must heal me. At the end, he, she was not healed. She became an atheist. Huh? Something that a fornicator that came out from the bed of fornication asked God for healing and he was healed. Are you getting the point? So, when are you getting it? People have gotten up from the bed of fornication and received the answer to what the person was doing that because he thought by what he is doing he is qualified to receive. It is not in what you are doing. It is in what God has done. Are you getting the point? So when by chance you stumble on the revelation of what God has done even before you understand the elementals of prayer you receive one or two answers. And that's why we used to receive one or two answers that time. Because we stumble on those. And those elementals are consistent. Huh? And the reason why most times people that our leaders in churches begin to heal out prayer points along those lines is that by their research in scripture and in, in the life of people, it seems as if when you follow that line of prayer, you more often than not we after some time, stumble on one answer. Is it not true? The truth is that all of us have stumbled on answer. Even those days. Once or twice. All of us. So if you pray that way, once or twice, they know you will stumble on the answer. But they don't know how to, what really causes it. They, they just shall know that if you are moving this way, you will stumble on the answer. Are you with me? Uh, so that's it. You can't, as a believer, you can't afford to live like that. Uh. The Bible says you are a king and you are a priest. That means the governmental mandate. Hi. Let me continue teaching small. The governmental anointing is on you. So when you kneel down to pray, you are not kneeling down. You are just climbing your throne. A believer that understands prayer, priesthood, when he kneels down, people will think you are kneeling down, you are crying. They don't know you are mounting. They don't know you just brought out your scepter. I will show you some secrets. You will find out that the fundamental thing that happened when the Holy of Holies was torn, the veil was torn. Huh? One of the, the I, I will get there. One of the fundamental things that, was, that happened is that the altar of incense was moved from the holy place to the holiest of all. And then kept before the very throne. 
So the one that is on the throne cannot shift his face from the incense burning on the altar. He is smelling it all the time. His face is on the altar. So all the gaze, the gaze of the one that sits on the throne is always on the altar. He can't take away his gaze from the altar. So he's always interested in the incense and the sacrifice there. It is from there that he begins to navigate and release the dimensions of administration that comes from his throne. Whatever the altar sends to him, he brings back as feedback. Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. amen. So, now, another point in what he said is that those days, they began to pray, pray, hoping that... Now, have you read the book of Acts? Let me see if I can find it. I need to show you two scriptures. Then I will go to... Are you, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, help me, help me. Mm. Acts chapter 17, verse 23. Uh-huh. Watch. He said, For as I passed by and beheld... Move this thing. So they left a little. For as I passed by and beheld my conatas, Elevretes governor, the hatter. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions. Amen. Now, if you check in another translation, that word devotion is objects of worship. Are you with me? I found an altar with the inscription what? I didn't hear you. So what? I didn't hear you. Let's hear it again. So, all the worship that people, all the prayer that people make before they encounter Jesus is a prayer to the unknown God. They just know that there is another one that holds everything. He is in heaven. But they don't know him. Are you with me? So they left, they left a place for him. To the unknown God. That is the summary of the activities that we engage in in praying before we encountered Jesus. Are you with me? It is from the platform of knowing God that you begin to pray. Huh? That is where your prayer engagement becomes correct. So the man that has not known God, he has probably has an altar and are you with me? There are acts and activities of worship. That is what devotion means. But he is praying to an unknown God. Now the unknown God is also is a reality. We cannot we cannot um, um, say that the unknown God is not a reality. So part of the things we do is that when you begin to interact with certain persons like that, you start from the place of agreement. Are you with me? Are you with me? Now, now, the reason why you need to understand this, my lesson, is that almost all religion in the whole world believes in prayer. There is one form of prayer or another. Is it not true? There are many things we don't, they don't believe in. But I need to tell you that there is no religion that doesn't believe in priesthood. Priesthood is king. Priesthood is king. I can't, I can't overemphasize it. Some people say it's Bible teaching and teaching doctrine and all that. The truth is that sometimes doctrine divides. Many times. Because we can be correct, but the way your brain functions is not the way his brain functions. The difference is not revelation, it's your brain function. 
So the way you are looking at something is not the way he is looking at it. I hope you know. The way Peter we see a matter is not the same way Paul we see a matter. Or even somebody that is not a Jew. They can be correct and they will be coming from two different angles. Except you enter the plane in the spirit where the inspiration sprang up from. You will be confused by their dissension. Are you with me? So you have to trace the origin in the spirit. So, you see, so meanwhile, when you pray and give yourself to prayer, no matter the disagreement with these two brothers, that's why, that's why I'm going to show you why we're emphasizing, why there is a, a powerful move of prayer in the body of Christ. If the body of Christ will come to the place where God has ordained for her, both in strength, in unity, and in love, we, we have to take this prayer thing more serious than any other thing. I'm telling you not because I'm praying. Are you with me? As long as two people are praying together, they cannot but become one. There are depths that the two of you will get to in prayer, you become sisters. Meanwhile, you don't know each other. Try it. Stumble on each other on a school field. How many of you, it has happened to you before? You just appeared on school field or where your school you pray and then you saw somebody praying and the two of you pray for long so you are praying sometimes you watch the person pray for long and then when after praying something in you told you this is my sister is it not true it has happened to you raise your hand raise your hand uh-huh. in case that level it didn't work continue going there are depths in prayer when you continue going to depths in prayer, a time will come we forget where you are, whether you are barbarian, whether you are Jew or Gentile, whether you are Greek, it will be forgotten. Just be going. See this prayer thing, it will not priesthood will not stop. This prayer move will not stop until we get to the point where it has achieved the purpose of God. And that is the place where we find our strength in unity, not union. Union is everything we find in common outside outside of the things that God has ordained to bind us in. See, all of us can gather here and say, you know, we are together we are the Pentecostal Fellowship of I, if I say this now, people will say where are you from? Where are you not come, my friend? Huh? Amiko. Amiko Inoka. Ah, the Pentecostal Fellowship of I don't know, wherever. Where are you from? Umomak. I Galatos Kava. Are you with me? So whatever name you want to as of that moment, that thing is a union. Hmm? Now it is possible to get unity in union if there is a way we can also find ourselves in the spirit. So many things that people gather in the body of Christ seeking unity ended up getting unionism. And once it's unionism, after some time it will fail. If you want to get unity, you have to go deep in the spirit. And there is no better way to dig the depths of the spirit except in prayer. Depths of God can only be fetched in priesthood. So when you begin to dig, then you will, in the depths of prayer, you begin to find out more of the things that bind you than the things that separate you. The things that bind you is not in teaching. The things that bind you is in the spirit. And it takes an exploration. So when men begin to seek God deeply, then those things will be unveiled. If you are with me, say Amen. Amen. So, 
Now, this is a prayer made to the unknown God. That means, are you with me? Watch, watch. That means, this is showing you that man is a creature of prayer. Man is a creature of peace. You can't help yourself. If you don't pray to God, you pray to something else. If you don't, you pray to an unknown God. But how you will pray? Uh, that is how you are molded. Why not show me? Because somebody will be saying, let me show you something. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. So even these guys, watch oh, justice, are you seeing it? They are not born again. They are giving to idols, giving, they are researching. Their heart is searching for something that they cannot explain. Even the people that say they don't believe in God, believes in something else. There is no human being that doesn't believe in something. You must believe in something. You must worship something. You must pray to something. By the time we explain what is prayer, you will find out that there is no island. So, even the men that have rejected prayer unto God is praying to an unknown God. So, our attempt in the kingdom is to bring men up to speed with the revelation of the unknown God, which is actually the real God. That is where prayer becomes powerful. It becomes an instrument and and a tool in the hand of the Almighty to achieve his agenda. It was Edward McHenry Bound that said, it seems as if God cannot do anything until prayer is, prayed, is made. Edward McHenry Bound. Edward McHenry. He said, prayer ascends by fire. Edward. Ah! Edward. He said, there is firelessness on the pulpit because there is no prayer made. Edward, Edward Marker. If you have not studied E.M. Bounds, you don't have prayer. You are not discipled in prayer. E.M. Bounds, he is the one that discipled some of us in prayer. Discipled us with his books. I've never seen a man that has captured the spirit of prayer like that man. Captured it in words. His utterance is heavy. It's obvious his utterance is coming from a depth of knowledge and a depth of experience. He both knows what he's talking about. He has experienced what he's talking about. He Both the specific sovereign and universal dimension of the execution of God's will depends on prayer. Sometimes you will be, are you with me? Sometimes you will be praying and what God intends to execute by your prayer is not even you. It is sovereign. Are you with me? It will be affecting somebody that is not even born. I need to tell you, even people that there are destinies unborn that is affected by our prayer already. They are not they have not here on earth. But God will set some people praying so that by the time that destiny comes, it will be cultured enough to enter into an environment that implicates him or her. Huh? So that what God intends to do will happen. So that person will come out and say, Some of them will say, Nobody preached to me, I got born again. Ah. How many of you? It happened to you like that. Nobody preached to you. There is nothing like that. Nobody talked to you. But there is always a preaching. I will show you many ways. This is not a soul winning class. If it is soul winning class, I will tell you. There is soul winning by intercession. There is such a thing as that. Hard cases of soul winning is done by intercession. 
The person will wake up one day and say, I, just, I don't know, I just want to follow you to church today. Say, nobody preached to me, I just feel like. Now lie. The people that did the business know. Some of the time you have grown for two years. And then after the, on the third year, the person now said, I want to follow Jesus. A sister, one of our sisters at Enugu, just sent me a powerful testimony today. When I saw it, I, I, I became more encouraged. I know it works, so I've seen it work. But for it to work for ladies and sisters, it encouraged me. I remember when she is complaining. One of the times she came for our program, when she finished, went back. A sister in the university, the father beat her with cane was terrible. Terrible experience. I don't know how to tell her to stop because I know there is nothing like stopping. <laughs> Sometimes when those issues come up, I feel like carrying the body on my But I know there is no other way except for you to carry it. You, you will stop. I don't want to hear tongues. I don't want to hear. Don't, want, don't go anywhere. Don't get it. She still sneaks out. Did it to until recently, guess the testimony. The father came to her and said, You want to surrender to this Jesus? Wait, don't clap, don't clap. Imagine if she gave up. I was telling her, Don't mind this thing. This is Satan trying to rob you. You are the one that is supposed to save them. What Satan does is to use people you are supposed to save to fight you. That's what happened to Joseph. Is it not true? They used the people he's supposed to save are the people that fought him and sold him. Lack of understanding will either make you to stop or fight them. Are you with me? So when he did it, the father came. She was the one that led the father. Not one pastor. She was the one. I said, wow. I just gave somebody hope now. You led your father. You rededicated. The father said, keep praying for me so that this will be permanent. Anyhow you want to follow Jesus, follow. Something convinced that person. Something. Raise up your hand. Say, Father, make me a witness. Oh. I'm tired of just living this kind of life. Eh? What will make a man, a man of the family, your own father, just turn and say, I want to follow this, your Jesus. In Jesus' name. See, this thing we are doing is working. Me, I'm telling you, it's working. It's working. It's working. If it's not working, I will go. Miracle. Me, I will be the first to go. Don't Don't think just because I'm sitting. Me, I will go. I'm too young to waste my life on what is not working. It's working. I'm too young. There are many things I can still do with my life. But it's working. It works. If he's your man of God, he will say, keep saying it. <laughs> Don't stop. Keep saying it. He said, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. There are few better truths that people have spoken than that word that man spoke. Keep saying it. Don't stop. 
Sometimes in the beginning when you are saying it, you don't even believe it. But keep saying it. After some time you will believe it. And because you believe, other people will believe in it. After some season it will manifest. After some season it will be established. After some season it will prevail. Amen? Watch. So he said, he that he had made everything what? Beautiful in his time. Also he had set the world. Can you find another translation? That word, that word, world, is eternity. Yes. He had made everything beautiful in its time. Also he has set what? Let's read it together. He has set what? Where? Justice. What is happening? God brought eternity and set it in our heart. You know what is eternity? It is a boundless frame of existence. Meaning that it is only a being that captures eternity in his frame of reference that have the capacity to fill that void. Are you with me? That is why irrespective of all the gods that they have, they still kept a place to the unknown God. To the unknown God. Because there is eternity that has been set in the heart. Only eternity himself can feel it. Men will continue to journey. Sometimes they, they will pray for five hours. They, they are doing many things, fasting. They are, all their attempt is to find God. That is why if you ask many people that are backsliding, huh? and they have been teaching doctrines of plurality and all those kind of things that is in the body of Christ, they will say there are many ways to come to, that you can get to God. How many of you here, you believe it? There are many ways you can get to God. You can't be a believer and believe it. I mean, if you, it's not your fault if you believe. I'm not against you if you believe. But you can't be a believer and believe that. Because to become a believer, there are things you believed that may be a believer. And to believe this one will mean that you don't believe those things. Because before you believe, they said they preached to you that there is no name given in heaven and on earth wherewith any man will be saved. Is it not to accept the name of Jesus? The one that saved you, saved you, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man commit unto the Father except by what? Me. See, so God set eternity in our hearts. So from the age of five, are you with me? A man begins to journey in prayer, even though he doesn't know. He's searching. He's in search of something. You are a creature of prayer. Every man, not just believers. Every man. The Bible said in the book of John chapter 1, it said that this is the light that what? Huh? Why not show us? This is the light that lighted all men that came into this world. Not believers. There is a light that lighted all men first. Then there is a light that lighted believers. So every man that came upon the plane of the earth had an encounter with that light. Eh? It is when you come on earth and then bring your light under the government of God, then your light will begin to shine with the intent of fulfilling the purpose of the one that gave you the light. Are you with me? That, that, this is what I mean. The conductor. Do you know, do you know that guy, you people encountered on Sunday when you went for evangelism. The one that is smoking is is Igbo. Very big one. Smoking is Igbo. I need to tell you that that guy can be an apostle that is sent sent to 
to Europe with a rugged, miraculous anointing. Are you with me? That is the light that the one that lighted all men lighted his heart with. Guess what? That light will never shine to a generation until he comes in this plane and subject himself to the government of God. So every of the light that appears here becomes what God has intended for it when it comes under the government of the one that sent it from yonder to this place. Are you with me? So the reason why I'm saying this is that there is a light that lighted all men. Huh? And that light that lighted all men begins to show flickers. Even before you have come under the government, you'll be seeing signs around your life that this is what is supposed to be. Things beyond you. There are some people here, before they started serving God, gave their life to Christ, they always like going to church. They always like carrying any time they talk about they like it. They can't explain. They have not even given their life to Christ. There is a light that lighted to men. And until that your life comes under the government of God, the very purpose for which the light lighted you will not be achieved. Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. amen. So even prayer, there is there is a there is a gap in your heart. We are creatures of prayer. As a man that lighted us from eternity and his intent is that men appear in this realm and give themselves to prayer. So when a man appears here and refuses to pray, he has given himself to, to um, acute, um, acute syndrome. This syndrome is, will lead you to um, non-realization of your purpose in God. I don't care what you think you achieved on earth without giving yourself to priesthood and prayer. Huh? You did not achieve why God sent you here. Part of the reason why people think the, the fundamental challenge with prayer before now is that people think that prayer is just to get things. Hmm? Prayer is beyond getting things. It's even beyond getting things done. It's even beyond getting things done for God. The heaviest molecule in priesthood is prayer. The reason is this. Huh? Prayer affords um, divinity the opportunity to administrate themselves into it. What did I say? You. What did I say? Hmm? Before this one, what did I say before this one? Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. My time has finished. Hi, Jesus. Didn't even say what I want to say. I have so much burden on the matters of prayer that I have to take time. Give me sound. We need to pray for five minutes now. I have so much burden on the matters of prayer that I have to take time before I begin to teach on it. It is God's election of grace that he has allotted to certain men like us to bear the banner of his move in the last days. Not because we are special, but because, are you with me? But because there is something he wants to do. There is something burning in his heart that cannot be achieved until a generation of praying men is raised again. A generation of praying men that pray out their hearts, pray it out 
until the chambers locked will be opened and then God himself will come down and tabernacle. He had a desire. He said, My, I want to tabernacle with man. And it is not possible. It is a little. Don't be increasing small, small. Don't, don't increase. You are praying in tongues, but follow me. If you go like that, I have not finished dropping what is inside. I want to strike you with a burden. The burden that will make you after praying for 20 hours, you ask God, help me to pray now. Yeah. Help me to pray now. Help me to pray. This generation must pray. Because I'm in this generation, they must pray. They must pray. It's not, it's not this celebration people are giving themselves. Just, they pray for 24 hours, they, they are celebrating. No. A, a generation of praying men we arise. Even as they breathe, they pray. It will no more be said that a man is special because he's praying. They will say a man is correct because he's praying. It will become the badge that we carry in the spirit because we have been become correct. Huh? Nobody will say, ah, you they pray. No, it is because you are correct. Pray men arising everywhere. It is on their wings that God will be able to achieve the purposes that is in his heart. And God has begun to put his hands on men. And his desire is that many will arise and understand his body. Enter the plane in the spirit where his body is captured. And then you intermingle with it. Are you with me? When you intermingle with his body, when you come out, people are telling you stop praying. There is nothing you will hear. There is no argument against prayer that you can hear. If it is true, you have encountered a plane in prayer where the bodies of God are domiciled. When you come out there, what is burdening the heart of God will burden you because he wants to raise a praying generation. His move in the last days is anchored on prayer. His administration anchored on prayer. His agenda anchored on prayer. The warfare anchored on prayer. If praying men does not arise, we will not see men that become what is captured in the scripture. Until we give ourselves to the knees and begin to pray, the power captured in the Bible will continue to be letters and liturgy. It will lack the capacity to be a living experience in our life. Meanwhile, the call that is upon the believer is to become a living epistle. It is fire priesthood that the things that is in the scripture is converted from the letters to living things in our heart. So when we appear, we will no more tell people that these are the possibilities in God. By priesthood, we have ferried it from yonder here. We become a generation that has opened the largest window for God to step in. When men don't pray, they have closed the door for supernatural manifestation. God will discuss in their days. They will only talk about God. Their testimony will be, where is the God that our father spoke about? They will never see it on their days. When they give themselves to prayer, they come believe his throne and come and tabernacle with us. Night and day we stay with him. It was David that said, this one thing do I ask for. That I will dwell in your court and in your tabernacle day and night. The 
purposes of God is hinged on prayer in these last days. If you are not praying, you are out of out of alignment. You are not praying for anything to happen. You are praying to be locked into alignment. Once God has released the spirit of prayer on your life, that means He's interested in your destiny. You have been counted among the number. You have to trust God for a spirit to come upon you. The name of the spirit is the spirit of prayer. A generation will carry it in large quarter. Enlarge my heart. Enlarge my course. Enlarge my heart. I want to carry upon this.
He's resting on praying, man. Oh no. God will not be doing something. And among Papa people, God is looking for praying men. No men that talk about prayer, but men that pray. No men that read about prayer, but men that pray. No men that study about prayer, but men that pray. No men that tell where they pray, but men that pray. No men that attend prayer meetings, but men that actually pray. your prayer life. There is fresh fire coming on your altar now. There are three people listening to me online. Fresh fire is coming on your prayer altar. Fresh fire. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. You see me now? I pray. We are not I pray. I pray. We are not I pray. There is a praise spirit within me. Oh. I pray. We are not I pray. I pray and not hide, I pray. I pray and not hide, I pray. There is a praise spirit within me, oh.